Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello and welcome to the Unplayable Podcast. My name is Josh Shonafinger and on this episode, I'm chatting to match-winning wicketkeeper Alex Carey, talking about his time in the national side, falling into the Karachi pool, and also looking ahead to South Australia's chances in the Sheffield Shield and the Marsh One Day Cup this season. Then after the chat, Jack Painter from cricket.com.au will join me as we break down the ins and outs of South Australia's upcoming season. So without further ado, let's get into the chat with Alex Carey. I'm super stoked to be joined by Australian wicketkeeper Alex Carey, who on Tuesday night in Cairns scored 85 of 99 balls and put on a 158-run stand with Cameron Green as Australia won a classic against the Kiwis. Welcome, Alex. Where does that knock rank for you among your best innings? Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's, um, oh, I guess, in a, a difficult situation uh, with Trent Bolt swinging the ball around and um, yeah, under under a fair bit of pressure, I, I guess for Cam and I to come together and um, not have to say too much and just understand it was a bit of time out in the middle and absorb some pressure and then um, just start batting together and yeah, I think we we bounced off each other nicely and um, he was scoring quite freely down the other end. So no, we we just kept going about our business and. Um, yeah, just kept batting for more more about the time rather than the, the runs on the board. And um, I guess you see if you give yourself a chance to take it deep, then anything can happen. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed batting with Cam. We've had some good partnerships now. And, um, yeah, he's a fantastic young player. Cam said after the match that he felt a bit of freedom almost because you guys were in such a dire situation. The uh, pressure was off. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's one of those those ones where you're obviously under a fair bit of pressure, and um, yeah, there's 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 not much, I guess. If you if you get out, then um, yeah, that's that was the trend. But yeah, if you're able to pull something off, um, obviously it's fantastic. So I think the the freedom started to come, and we saw with his his innings, especially he got into his groove and um, started to hit some boundaries more frequently and. Um, I think the wicket changed a little bit to, to slide on a bit more under the lights, but um, for him to give himself time and then uh, you know, assess the situation, the conditions, and then um, allowed himself to expand his game. And um, as I mentioned, we're, we're seeing a pretty good young talent um, start to emerge in world cricket. Yeah, he's going to be a superstar. There's no doubt about that. that this was the fourth um, of your ODIs up in North Queensland. You had three in Townsville, first against Zimbabwe. Um, what have you made of it the time up here in late August and early September? And uh, would you like to see it as more of a regular thing for Australian cricketers? Yeah, so far it's been been great. It was um, a nice way to start the summer in Townsville. Uh, conditions were, um, yeah, really, really comfortable. The the um, uh, the weather's been beautiful, so it wasn't too hot and humid. Uh, we saw um, a great turnout to Townsville Oval, and um, 
yeah, it was really exciting, I guess, to take to you know some of the cricket to um, parts of Australia that doesn't regularly get cricket. So we really enjoyed the start to the summer up in Townsville. Obviously, we uh, we won that series um, and probably didn't perform our or play our best cricket. And I guess we we really wanted to make amends from game three there into the first game against the Kiwis who are obviously the, the number one team in the world in this format um, so yeah it was great to get the win yesterday we've obviously got some some things to tinker with um, we've had a bit of a change in lineup over the last probably 12 to 24 months um, so to get some continuity there would be great but it's great to have a lot of players in um, the, you know the, the one day system um, putting their hands up to, to get into this team how have you been spending your time off up in North Queensland? Are you a fisherman? Uh, do you play golf? What's been happening? Yeah, I'm a fisherman. So uh, I was myself, Mitch Marsh and Ashton Agar were uh, very fortunate to um, spend some time with the locals up there and um, I guess to, to be led in to, to see how, yeah, the, the locals go about their fishing and um, we're able to do some, some spear fishing. Um, they even cooked up a, a stingray for us to eat in, in their um, in the ways that they do it. So um, to, to Floyd and Les and Ash, um, the three Indigenous guys, yeah, just welcomed us into their inner sanctum to to be able to experience what we did is um, yeah something that us three will never forget. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a fisherman. I, I track the lures out. The, in the evenings and um, have a bit of fun, a few casts and lose a few lures on the rocks. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and then there's obviously the, the fanatic golf group. So um, I haven't quite caught the bug of golf. Uh, okay, it's a yeah. bit hard, I guess, with, with a young family to, to say to the wife, can I go out for four hours and, and have a hit of golf? <laughs> um, I think cricket takes up enough time. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Um, if we could just uh, track back a little bit, uh on the tour to the West Indies, you actually got a chance to captain um, the Australian ODI side. Mate, what was that like? That must have been an incredible experience. Yeah, it was. It was a um, yeah, very proud moment in my uh, career so far to be able to lead the Australian cricket team um, in a series win in, in the West Indies was um, yeah, something I'm, I'm really proud of. Um, obviously in a, a situation where we had our captain injured, so that's never great, but to be able to put my hand up and um, yeah, be able to lead the guys was, yeah, it was a really good experience. And um, I think we've got so much depth in this group as well to, to have guys to bounce off there as well was, was great. Um, Stark and Hazelwood were up firing and with the ball and um, yeah, we were able to get over the line in that series. So it was a great opportunity. I, I love putting my hand up to captain whenever I get the opportunity with either it's with um, South Australia or with a big bash team. So um, yeah, I, I, I think obviously we've got some pretty good stocks around this group. Finch is <laughs> doing a, an amazing job. So um, yeah, I'll continue to learn off those guys. I mean, I guess when you do get the chance to take the reins for SA or the Strikers or even Australia in this in this case um i mean is it difficult because you've already got the role as a keeper or as batter i mean as a review guy i mean there's a lot going on do you enjoy that aspect of it as well yeah i do i think it um gives me an opportunity to um focus less on my game and and focus more on others yeah, okay. which yep. i think naturally um you know when you're when you're not thinking or, or overthinking um, your own performance. I think that's when 
well, the best comes out of me anyway. It's it's more about them and, and less about me. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I enjoy that aspect of it. So um, yeah, I'll always put my hand up if there's an opportunity to do so. Um, and it's also, like I said, great to, to learn um, some really good leadership qualities off some amazing uh, captains we've had in the past. Obviously, Steve Smith and, and David Warner have done it um, for Australia at times. Um, and now Aaron Finch, who's um, yeah, not only a great captain, but a great mate of mine. So got some really experienced guys around to, um, yeah, to learn and bounce things off. And then just a few months ago, there was the Pakistan tour and the Sri Lanka tours, and they were both pretty significant in their own right. What was it like to be over there for those particular tours? Yeah, they were, and uh, Pakistan was a really enjoyable tour. It was uh, an opportunity for us to to tour um, Pakistan after 20-odd years, and I think for the group to really embrace, uh, I guess, the unknown in, in, a, in a sense that, you know, you hear lots of things in the security space. You, you obviously don't know conditions because you haven't been over there in a long time. And mm-hmm. the group was so close. Um, we spent a lot of time together while we were over there, and it, and it was a really enjoyable, um, tough, uh, and then rewarding tour to to get that result that we were um, that we were after after 15 days of tough cricket was was an awesome reward. So it's a tour I'll definitely look back on and and. Yeah, it'll be a really memorable one. Mm-hmm. And then, again, for Sri Lanka, after a number of years not touring there, uh, in a country that was, yeah, under a fair bit of um, uh, discomfort with, with what's going on politically, it was um, it was great for us to go over there and, and play. And I guess we're unsure how we're going to be um, received by the locals, but they absolutely love their cricket. Um, and for them to in game five of the ODI series show some support um, to Australia in, in putting on the yellows um, yeah it was, was really touching so uh, again a really good series um, a tough series 1-1 in the test um, played some good cricket and also were able to learn a bit in, um, in those conditions which hopefully will hold us a really good stead uh, leading, you know, going forward, there's obviously a fair bit of subcontinent cricket coming up. Before we get off Pakistan, though, I have to ask you about the the pool in Karachi. Um, <laughs> what what happened there? What was the situation? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not normally one to make errors like that. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought. I'm a bit more switched on, but uh, yeah, just um, hard to explain. I think I was just distracted. There was security guards everywhere. I think there was a, a black hawk a helicopter above us and a fair bit going on. And um, if you see in the video, the pool's not rectangular. It's more of this triangle shape. So maybe that got me a bit. But yeah, ended up taking the wrong step and, and landed in the drink and everything got wet except the bag of green. So I guess I'm, I'm lucky in that sense. Oh, um, yeah. And mid tour as well. I thought I thought the boys needed a bit of humour, so um, I took one for the team. And pretty unlucky to have one of the boys filming as well. I mean, what are the odds of that? Oh, unbelievable! I think he was filming to show his family how, where we were staying, and then um, yeah, next minute I was in the water. It, it looked a bit staged. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Um, and then the security guard, the security cameras got it as well. So yeah, all fun and games. Something I'll look back on and. Um, and have a laugh over it. And my son loves watching it every time he, uh, he puts it on YouTube. <laughs> Are you aware that uh, your test batting average has skyrocketed since that 
point in time now. It's- I have, I have. I'll, I'll keep it up my sleeve. Maybe if I'm having a bad patch to um, accidentally walk in the uh, in the in the hotel pool that I'm staying at. So. <laughs> <laughs> And so you're locked in the test team at the minute. You're locked in the ODI team, um, but the T20 spot for Australia is currently taken by Matthew Wade. Is that also an area that you'd like to perhaps one day hold as well? Yeah, look, I, I would love to, you know, crack my way back into that team. Um, yeah, it's. I guess it's one of those ones you 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 um you don't quite take your opportunity. There's always someone ready to go and. Um, yeah, Wadey's come in and done a fantastic job, and obviously they're the uh, the World World Cup winners not long ago. Um, so it's a tough team to crack into, and, yeah. and that's what you expect in international cricket. So um, I, I guess for me, I, I'll always try to improve my game in in all three formats. Um, you know, until the day that I, I finish up, I, I'll uh, yeah, hopefully get some more opportunity um, with the strikers this year and. Um, play some T Twenty cricket, but oh, I guess for me, I'm 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 loving the opportunities I I am getting in the Australian um, team, and yeah, I'll, I'll continue to, like I said, hopefully improve in in all areas of my game, and um, who knows? Well, let's let's talk about domestic cricket then, uh, if we can. Uh, South Australia, your team, the Redbacks. Finished last year with a breakthrough win over New South Wales in the final round. Unfortunately, you missed that game, but it must give you guys some real hope for the upcoming season. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if you change a winning team, but um, <laughs> no, it was uh, it was great to see. And I guess being around the group um, for a number of years and, and now under Dizzy for a couple of years... Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, it was a nice way to finish the season and, and a, a bit of reward for all the effort that we've put in. Um, we've been able to recruit some players into our system um, and also develop some some local players. And I'm really optimistic for this year. I think the guys are um, yeah growing and learning and maturing as players. Um, we're starting to get some some good amount of games under our um, our players now in a Henry Hunt and, and Weatherald and yeah. Jake Carter, um, Nathan McSweeney, um, McAndrews come on a long way over a short amount of time to represent Australia A. Brendan Doggett, I, I think, um, yeah, will we'll one day wear the, the green and gold for sure. And uh, it's it's really exciting to see the guys we've got there. And, and there's a lot of depth now to, to put pl- um, pressure on um, some players as well. So. Yeah, again, I'm really optimistic for this season. I think the group's in a really good space, led by Travis Head. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're excited to start the summer. I think we start up north into one-day cricket and then we're back home against the Vicks in our first Shield game early October. Yeah, yeah. so the new recruits that you said, uh, the, I guess the headliners are Harry Conway, Henry Thornton and Ben Menenti. That's a lot of um, bowling depth. How important do you reckon those guys will be um, coming into the squad? Yeah, very important. Uh, um, Harry's performed really well for New South Wales in four-day cricket. Um, it also adds a lot of uh, bowling depth, and yeah. it also adds a lot of competition in the nets and and the uh, the environment around the group is you know our training as well. So I think um, obviously not a, not all bowlers will play, but to have guys steaming in in the nets and competing and challenging each other. Um, there's competition for spots so 
it's a really healthy environment and um, I had a couple of weeks training with South Australia before coming up here and um, yeah I, I guess in the past we haven't had you know some some nets um, as challenging as that with Brenda Doggett steaming in and Wes Agar and these guys so um, yeah great recruits but also great depth and, and a great opportunity for, for guys to compete in the nets. And what about Harry Conway? Have you spent much time with him? Because he seems like a real larrikin. Yeah, I have. He's uh, now a striker and has been for a couple of years. And um, I, yeah, I love the man. He's <laughs> uh, he always puts a smile on my face, and um, he's obviously really entertaining around the group. And uh, we'll we'll keep seeing the best out of him. And um, no, he's uh, he's a great man to have around the group. He, he definitely. Um, brings a smile to the boys faces and when he has a bat in the nets it's uh it's normally i, I try to wander over and, and watch that because it's quite entertaining but um no, not only that he's a fantastic player as well so i'm really excited to see what he can do for us this year and just give us a little insight into henry hunt as well i mean he was a standing captain for the redbacks last year he's had some great performances for australia a and he surely can't be that far away from a national call-up yeah henry's he's performing really well in um, all conditions. He's taking his game to the next level. He scored 100 over in Sri Lanka and, and developing his game against um, spin. Mm. We know he's a fantastic player against that new ball and, and a seeming ball. Um, but as a, as a person as well, he's, he's really determined and he's no frills. He, he goes out and gets the job done um, and it's exactly what we need at the soccer. But um, no doubt the way that he's trending uh, we'll, we'll see him in national colours soon um, his leadership as well he's, he's developing that he's probably been thrown into the deep end not having done it a lot but um, yeah his his natural habits are, are really strong in the way that he leads um, and like I said he's just one of those guys that goes out gets it done and, and there's not too much much fuss about it <laughs> yeah just gets the job done so after a tough few years for South Australia what would you reckon a successful season would be for the Redbacks this year? Um, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, obviously, um, success is probably uh, determined by wins and losses. But mm. I think for this group is um, to have consistency in our performances. I, I really, um, I really think and, and hope that you know we've we've been able to go through some real well we have been through some really tough patches in in our game and um it's now for for us to mature as a group and um yeah dig in for shield games and and you know take it to late in day four and and be really tough to um to play against i don't think we have to look at wins and losses again Uh, obviously everyone wants to win the shield title um and we're no different but for our group it's it's consistency, it's development of players and, um, yeah, no doubt this year I think the, the maturity of the group will, will definitely allow um, us to, to perform more consistently and um, I'm excited about the, yeah, the opportunities that, that are coming up for this group. Um, Jason Gillespie, another year. Um, Travis Head is, is going to be around the group as well and he's just had a baby, so I'm um, looking forward to seeing how he goes, goes with... Um, with little Miller, um, so no, it's uh, it's exciting. It's just, it, it's an exciting season for us, and um, like I said, I, I think now it's it's consistency with our performances. 
Excellent, Alex. Look, thank you so much for your time and talking about the Australian team and the Redbacks. Just before I let you go, uh, next week on cricket.com.au we're doing a series called Kit Week where we look at the greatest cricket bats of all time. Um, what was your first cricket bat and what's your all-time favourite? Yeah, nice. Um, my first cricket bat um, was a Grey Nichols Ultimate, oh, and right. I've still got that. My, I've still got that one in the shed, and that will probably be Louis's first bat. Awesome, I might take yeah. this to put some. I might put some kookaburra stickers on it. For <laughs> it but, um, <laughs> um, and my favourite bat of all time. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Um, I reckon the Kookaburra... When they went through a phase with the, the carbon on the back, oh, yeah. um, I loved them all, but it was the, the Mike Hussey where he had the beast. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't go past that one. So that was my favourite battle of all time and, and one of my favourite players to watch. They but, all look pretty good, those carbon fibre ones, uh, like the Ricky Pont and Kahuna. I mean, oh, fantastic. No, brilliant. Thanks a lot, Alex. Much appreciated and all the best for the upcoming summer. Um, hopefully uh, plenty of runs coming from you. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate the chat, mate. So that was the chat with Alex Carey, a very fine player in very fine form at the moment. And now I'm going to be joined by Jack Painter from cricket.com.au. Nobody watches more domestic cricket than this bloke. And he's just had a listen to what Alex Carey said just there. Jack, welcome back to the podcast. And how do you see the Redbacks season shaping up this year? Oh, well, I suppose as they should be, they're coming off a high, aren't they? Their first win in, in 17 games in, in more than two years. So they'll head into this season they've headed into pre-season I imagine full of confidence hoping hoping to build on that and you know they've been around the mark the previous two seasons uh, they had nine draws in their previous 17 shield games before that elusive win so it's not as if they've been blown out of the park every game and I think you know they've done a bit of recruiting during the off season um, brought in a couple of pace bowlers and a spinner in Ben Menenti so uh, I think they're moving in the right direction. So, yeah, it's certain uh, cause for optimism. Uh, we'll see how it pans out come Oct- uh, October. Sorry, September 26 is their first game. Yeah, so let's get into the recruits then. Um, Harry Conway, Henry Thornton come in to bolster the pace attack and Ben Menenti into the spin department. Uh, you have to assume that Conway would come straight into that side, but what about the other guys? I think so, yeah. Conway, he's... Pretty experienced now. I think he's got about 30-odd first-class games under his belt. So he's probably moved to South Australia chasing that consistent opportunity and he's seen a bit of a gap there in South Australia's pace bowling stocks. They've lost Dan Worrell to Surrey. They've lost uh, Joe Many to retirement and Chad Sayers in recent years as well. So there's there's an opportunity there to step up and lead the attack. Nathan McAndrew did a, a great job last season for them and they've got a lot of other young quicks as well. Um, Thornton, you mentioned who's coming over from Victoria, I think he's seen the opportunity as well to try and establish himself in a, in a first class side along with, you know, they've got Brennan Doggett there as well um, Nick Winter's been around for a while and a couple of young quicks in Liam Scott and Jordan Buckingham. So there's certainly opportunities there to step up and lead the attack but I think, 
you know, Harry Conway, he should step, you know, straight into into that side. He's, he's experienced, he's been around for a while, so I'm excited to see what he brings to offer when, you know, given that opportunity. A couple of guys that Kerry said uh, aren't too far away from national selection are Brendan Doggett and Henry Hunt. Um, uh, I mean, we all know I'm a big Henry Hunt fan, but where do you see... <laughs> how far away do you think he is? He's shown a, a lot of uh, potential, both in terms of uh, batting and leadership, I guess, at the top of that order. Yeah, I think it all comes down to opportunity, isn't it? Um, you've got David Warner and Usman Khawaja there who established uh, guys opening the batting. So you'd imagine over the next couple of years there'll be some sort of succession planning. Perhaps Henry Hunt will be given a bit of an opportunity. Um, will Pekoski, who we talked about on the Victorian podcast as well, those are the two front runners I think for those two spots along with you know obviously Marcus Harris who was um, dropped during the ashes so I think it's not too far away it's definitely in the plans having toured with Australia A in Sri Lanka so if he continues to churn out the runs he's going to keep banging on the door and putting pressure on you know Warner who has been out of form in the in the test arena and um, and Kawadra obviously you know he's been in sublime touch but you know if he keeps making runs at first class level and in Aussie A colours, then he's only going to put pressure on on those guys for their spots. Another thing that Kerry spoke about is having so much depth in the squad as well. Do you think it's important to have you know a lot of depth, or do you need some real match winners as well? Because unfortunately, for the Redbacks, a lot of their best players, the Travis Heads and the Alex Careys, are going to miss you know a lot of the season. So, is having you know a lot of depth for those guys good enough to replace them? It's a it's a fine line, isn't it? You know, if you've got a recruit who, in Harry Conway, he'll he'll probably walk into into that side and and start straight away. Where you know where are they, where are their match winners? I guess you know um, they're still a bit light on in the spin stocks. I I feel given, even though they have recruited Ben Menenti, they've got Lloyd Pope there who hasn't come on as much as they would have liked um, since he's you know great form in the under nineteen World Cup. Uh, so they're, they're a bit light on there. They're probably lacking uh, a couple of batters through the middle order, and they still rely on you know Head, Carey, and Hunt to put them into good positions. So you know, with that, on the flip side comes opportunity, doesn't it? So for someone to stand up like like Nathan McSweeney did in that uh, final game where he batted the Redbacks to that victory, um, so he'll be he'll take a lot of confidence from that, as I'm sure the rest of the group will. So you know, with uh, Head and Carey, you know, set to miss a fair chunk of games again through Aussie duty. That you know just brings on more opportunity for those guys to step up, and I think that's what uh, head coach Jason Gillespie will be after. You know, those guys to take those opportunities and, and win games for the Redbacks, which they've been deprived of so much over the last few seasons. And sometimes it is just up to those unsung heroes, isn't it? I mean, Nathan McAndrew was one who had such a good season last year and was rewarded with a trip to Sri Lanka for that Australia A series. So, yeah, maybe it will be someone who we're not even talking about now that steps up and makes their mark this season. And again, you know, Jordan Buckingham was impressive in that uh, final game. He was his debut game as well. I think he got uh, four for us. So, you know, there's going to be opportunities there. I think they'll probably just be hoping they can get into a habit of winning. I think, you know, you'll see other sides... New South Wales, for example, Sydney Sixers, Perth Scorchers, they just get into a habit of winning games and they can win from any position. And they know that, you know, players down the order or, you know, your 
third and fourth change bowlers can come on and do a job and and you know put you in a good position. So they'll be it's a development, isn't it, for the Redbacks? You know they'll be looking to build on a positive end to last season and take it into this season and hopefully win you know a few more games. And we we heard from Kerry about what they determined success. I, I thought they were quite interesting comments. Um, you know they just want consistency in performance and you know I don't think we have to look at wins and losses was his quote what's what were your thoughts on on that Josh I, I think you know they'd be hoping to win perhaps you know three or four games and a couple of draws in there as well that would be my um, version of success for them um, did you have any thoughts on on those comments yeah well I mean I suppose when you go through a season of only one win in each competition as they did last year, you don't have to um, to have a su- successful season. You don't have to go and win both of those competitions straight away, do you? So I can understand where he's coming from, um, especially in the sense that I haven't done the numbers, but I also feel like they've had a lot of list turnover in the last few seasons. They've brought a lot of guys in and quite a few have gone out at various stages or retired. Um, so, you know, it's a fairly new group. How Jowls is going to be interesting to see and to be honest I think if they get yeah as you said three or four wins in both of those competitions I think that's probably from where they've come from probably a successful season yeah I think so and the other one we haven't mentioned as well is Thomas Kelly who's another homegrown South Australian product he's developing quite nicely so it'd be good to see him get a decent run at it as well so there's plenty of potential there and plenty of talent it's just whether they can put it together on the field and do it consistently as you know Kerry is hoping they will be able to. Do you want to make any bold predictions for the Redbacks this season? I think a couple of wins in each of the competitions, uh, perhaps a mid-table finish um, for the Shield and for the Marsh Cup. Will that? They will probably think that's a positive. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's probably what they should be going for. I don't think they're going to come out and win or make the finals in in either of those competitions. I think it's still a. Uh, you know, it's a step-by-step process for them, especially after a couple of bad years. But, uh, yeah, I think they can get, you know, multiple wins in, in each of those competitions. I think they'll take that as a, as a win for the season. Definitely. I'm going to say most wickets, Harry Conway in the shield and most runs, Henry Hunt. For the competition or just for the Redbacks? Oh, just for the Redbacks. We won't go too much. <laughs> well, I mean, Henry Hunt is the reigning shield player of the year, so, you know, it's not a as bold a prediction if he does take out the competition batting. Yeah, well, maybe I should lift it up a notch. Um, (laughs) Thanks a lot, Jack, for joining me for this uh, South Australia preview. We'll catch you again on the next state preview. Thank you, Josh. Chat to you next time.